Welcome to the Mabea Property Podcast. Bringing you expert insights and personal stories from the ever-changing Costa del Sol real estate market. Remember, in the world of property, knowledge pays the best interest. Hello, welcome back to the Mabea Property Podcast. I'm Camilla Liftinger and today with me in the studio is Gretel. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for asking, Camilla. Um, still a little bit uh, sick and not 100%, but uh, getting there. Yeah, you have a little bit of blocked nose, no? I I'm, know, uh, right? I, I was quite sexy, uh, subtle voice. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yes. Yeah, I was a little bit sick when I came back from holiday, but now I'm good. And I have so many sneezy noses around me that uh, I hope I'll be all right, actually. I'm trying to keep away from you. But uh, tell difficult. me, how, uh, how about your uh, new property? What's the updates on that? I'm really excited. It's going forward. Um, we signed the uh, Contrato de Arras, the mm -hmm. private purchase contract, actually while I was on holiday. Mm -hmm. I, it was quite a nice feeling to get the contract printed from the re hotel reception and sign it and uh, yeah, transfer you the money. You bought it uh, under the company, correct? Yes, I so bought it So you the got company. the financing from the bank also? Yes, um, I got, I think I got a good finance. I did the finance with uh, Bank Inter um, because Bank Inter has good rates and I really find the office I'm using, the branch in Calahonda, very efficient. Mm -hmm. They're really on it. It's probably because it's women there. Um, <laughs> and they... Um, Most of the male listeners now dropped out from there. <laughs> no, but it, uh, I really have a good connection with them. It's a second property I finance with them. I got an interest rate of 3.5%. which fixed. Mm, No, well, yeah, it's a mixed thing. It's okay. kind of fixed for two years. And then, well, I don't want to say anything wrong, but it's it's good. It's it's for today's market. I think it's a very good. Um, and uh, because it's financed also through the company. So how much financing did you took me? Well, ask? that is a downside. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I was uh, speaking to my accountant about that. And that might be an interesting topic for everyone. The thing is, I did well with my company, so I need costs and it really makes sense to buy in a company, mm -hmm. but I would only get 50% finance, which is obviously much harder to get the savings together. But yeah, this is Did you take any it. comparing offers? Did you go to several banks or you just stick with the bank that you know most and, and work most frequently with? Yeah, in this case I did, but mm -hmm. I think Bank Inter has one of the best interest rates okay. in general on the market. I think Kajama, Kajasua are good. I have Kajasua mm -hmm. for my house and that was amazing too. Uh, but Bank Inter is just a really good branch, a good bank I like to work with. Well, congratulations. And uh, I can't wait. Uh, I think I'm going to come with my little camera to, to check the place when you get the keys. And uh, yeah, we also give our I'm, listeners a glimpse of your new investment property. I'm so excited, to be honest. I think we go to notary by the end of the February because, mm -hmm. you know, but buying with a mortgage is kind of a little bit more complicated mm -hmm. and time consuming. You need yeah. to sign the mortgage at the notary. Then you have a cool off period. Mm -hmm. And only then you can sign the sale. But yeah, I'm really excited. I'm going to start speaking to builders next week because mm -hmm. I still don't know exactly what I'm going to do and mm -hmm. how I renovate. Playing Depends. through different scenarios then. Yeah, exactly. So I will definitely ask for your advice because I've seen a lot of your properties oh. and you are amazing in terms of design and um renovation so i will definitely ask for your yeah. advice and help and tips i mean i love that part of uh, designing the apartment choosing the I tiles putting oh. uh, all of it together so just spending um, the money is a bit also just you know, finding these little quirky things that make the personality of the apartment. Um, one of the cool things I remember I saw in my uh, friend's place actually in Dubai, and that was years ago, is um, 
she had this amazing, colorful, huge painting on the living room. And I just absolutely loved it. And I said, you know, who's the artist? And she started laughing because actually a scarf. So oh, she yeah? bought the scarf and she framed the scarf. And that's one of the things I've been sometimes doing as well. Because oh, if you idea. look, you Thank can you. get really good scarves. If you go to... Um, uh, even in La Cañada, what's the name of this? Uh, Parfois? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So True. they have amazing scarves with like and a what, cool you patterns. just put them in the And you just let them frame. frame. Yeah, I have a place in Mabeya Center okay. that uh, you just uh, let them frame it and it looks like an expensive painting. So Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> thanks for the idea. So, but how is it going with you? I um, heard or you mentioned it in the last episode that you are starting to do some renovations in a few of your properties. How is that oh, going? Yeah, well, it didn't start. I mean, they're all ongoing. I just don't know how I ended up doing everything at the same time, of mm. course, you know. Um, so I have a property that I've just uh, redone the kitchen, remodeled the kitchen. Uh, the kitchen is ready and I'm just doing the countertop, uh, choosing the countertop now. I mean, one of the things that I was really kind of uh, surprised about, and I don't know what happened and how I didn't come across it uh, before with the previous renovations, is that for that property I bought the kitchen from Estonia. Uh, because I have a really good designer over there that I love working mm -hmm. with and I kind of I knew what I wanted and I wanted a little bit something more upscale um, so I had the kitchen uh, done and transported from Estonia um, but I chose to get the countertop obviously from here because um, Spain and Italy being the countries of uh, stone, stone I assume yeah. that it's uh, you know a lot better priced and you know surprise well. to me um, I was wrong I was shocked by the prices that uh, Crazy. the yeah, stone countertops are, uh, are charging. I mean, I think it's a small kitchen. Um, it's not a big kitchen and the prices and the quotes that I got were in the ballpark of like 5,000 plus euros. Yeah, that's it insane. Wasn't the, you can get a whole kitchen most, for that. If, yeah. Well, not anymore, I mean, I'm I not guess, telling but... you what that kitchen is costing <laughs> me, but you know, it's going to look amazing. Yeah. Though, that's the most important part. But I think I finally found a good option. So by next week, it should be done. Cool. Um, can't wait to take some photos and also share with the followers um, and can answer any questions that uh, anybody might have. Um, then on the other rental property, uh, which is the CVU studio that was in rent and also for the sale, um, decided to take advantage of a little bit of the downtime in the winter. And one of the feedback that, um, got during the rental is that, uh, because didn't renovate the bathrooms. Mm -hmm. So decided to take advantage of the downtime and renovate the bathroom. Uh, I think that's going to be done also by next week. Yeah, I can't wait to see it, Yeah, actually. Because, because uh, I know that uh, you must be upset with me because we turned away quite a few uh, yeah. viewing uh, requests a... because of the renovation. But I do think that now with the bathroom being completely renovated as well, it's giving this apartment such a, yeah, a well, better look. And I mean, it always change. had the great, uh, great view. So I've got no doubt in my mind that um, it will sell <laughs> what sort of colors did you choose for the bathroom uh, i went with the lighter colors so i went okay. with the uh, light uh, marble you know a little bit of black accent uh, okay interesting glass. i'm, I'm so, really yeah. excited to to, yeah. to see that and i think it will be a nice change for the apartment yeah, I although think it I was can share super some nice videos and photos already next week so um fingers crossed and and yeah that's where i stand with that so you're busy <sighs> very busy and then uh, as you know i also have this lovely house on the beach that's been uh, rented for midterm i would say you yeah know, for months and um, obviously when the people move in you know everything kind of starts uh, yeah but that's the first rental you have there and it is an first old house first term rental so because usually I had in the summer I had uh, you know a month 
you know, few week rentals and so forth. And uh, um, but, you know, these uh, fixes were uh, relevant, what I had to do there. I had to change the electricity system and I had to also change the uh, water boiler that's uh, on the roof with the um, solar panels. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's done. You know, I feel it's uh, foolproof and it's ready to be um, rented. But as you also know, I've been kind of... Uh, pondering renovating it completely or not um, we came to a conclusion that we're going to be doing a new parameter and fencing at least uh, yeah. now so when I have this one month between these tenants leaving and before the summer peak season is coming um, doing a complete renovation of the fencing the garage right. doors and so forth so it's a big investment it's about 20 to 30,000 but I think it will give um, the property a brand new look uh, from outside but also give a more cozier feel on the, on the but inside. But you're going to rent this on a short term base in the summer I right? think in the summer I'm going to put it to short term yeah. rent um, I might keep it with you as a pocket listing you know yeah. um, if there is uh, anybody interested and uh, I guess in the end of the year I need to take a final decision what's uh, what's going to be the next step um, I'm yeah. hesitant on doing the renovation there because like I said I have experience in renovating the apartments I've done one house but it was a new house that was just done and built as a, as a home um, but it is a lot of money Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there's also a lot of potential, a lot of possibility. You can is, spend you know, money, and you can spend a lot of money on that. So. Exactly, but, but then the location—it's beachside Elviria, so I yeah, mean, a few hundred meters on the beach. So you know, location. it's uh, it's still uh, up for the debate, but uh, but let's see. So yeah. This is the different things that have been happening. And also um, the two bedroom that I have for the short term rent on the beach, um, because it's one of the gems of my uh, of my portfolio. Like and I you said. just got the booking.com reward. I award. did, exactly. I, I did it too. What's your ranking? Uh, 9.3, I think. Oh, I've got 9.4. Yeah, I think I'm uh, <laughs> 0.1 down from you. Um, but, you know, because the property is so heavily rented out all the time, it needs some love. So um, yeah. every year during that time, I'll try to take the few weeks to kind of review everything, uh, give it a fresh uh, coat of paint, uh, change the tabletops over there, uh, change some of the furnishing and finishings. To, yeah, it's important to... Yeah, know, to keep it fresh keep it and to keep it uh, nice and maintained exactly. So... And good things just finished and the new booking came in. So Good. Yeah. So today we have an interesting episode. We were both a little bit nervous about it because it is a topic uh, which is not an easy topic, but I think it's very important. Today we talk about return of investment, so-called ROI, ROI. We call it ROI today because <laughs> I <love> otherwise <laughs> it's going to be a, a very long word. Um, the yield and the return of investment is for me has always been super important uh, buying a property probably even more for you because you had more properties you owned in Estonia and also in Spain so the return of investment is a fi- what is it you know what, what, exactly what is because it? I think we referred to it so many uh, times and uh, um, it's good to also um, explain it uh, you know, yeah. ABC from the beginning, there is no shame if uh, if uh, you don't know. Um, and also because I do think that there is different ways of measuring the, oh, the yeah. ROI. Um, because it depends on, on what exactly you are calculating, let's say. Yeah, but but if we sum it up in the beginning, so what is it if you never have, a turn, never have heard about it? It's a financial metric used to evaluate the efficiency or profit. I'm reading this now, okay, profitability of an investment. investment, Yeah. So basically, we are talking, to say it very easy, uh, how many years does it take 
until your property is paid with your income, rental income. Yeah, okay. it measures the return you get on your investment in yeah. relation to the cost of the property. So everything that you spend versus everything that you get in your pocket in an annual basis, let's say. Exactly. So how do you how do you calculate it? How how do you get to that figure? And what should this figure be like in order to be a good figure? So, um, yeah, I think that the most robust way, you know, trying to explain it in one sentence is, you know, the total cost of the investment mm -hmm. um, divided by the total expected annual net income. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying expected because this is um, what I do also with the properties that I buy. I always uh, crunch the numbers on the Excel before. Um, mm -hmm. So obviously, yeah, you're a big Excel fan. No, I'm a big Excel fan. Mm -hmm. I'm the I Excel noticed. queen bee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the total cost of investment, um, it's uh, we're going to come to that um with all aspects of the purchase cost and, you know, what's considered. But also if I see that the property needs a renovation, I'll try to do a quick uh, calculation. How much, how much does it, uh, yeah. not only the renovation, but how much does it cost me to get the property rental ready? Yeah. So I could have the people moving in over there. And then the total expected annual net income is... Uh, basically looking around what's in the market, looking at my other properties, what yep. are they making, um, deducting the cost and, and kind of seeing what I end up in the in the pocket. Exactly. And dividing these two, you should get a percentage, which allows me then uh, to compare the different options that I'm considering buying and seeing which makes sense. Because sometimes, you know, if you lead your decisions with an emotion and you look, oh, this is the place that I would like to live. But then surprisingly, when you put the numbers on the Excel, you see that another property might make more Yeah. cash in your pocket and in the bank account than the first one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I was now looking for our second uh, apartment to buy, it's a mix of emotion and what you really like yeah. and numbers. Uh, at the end of the day, the numbers always win. Yeah, uh, well, because mm, so, so, I guess it depends yeah. because I guess the people are different objectives. I mean, we are looking for me. To I'm grow. talking about exactly. myself yeah. because I want an investment and I want my money well invested. Mm -hmm. But I always when I look at the properties I buy and we've been talking about that before, I want to be, be comfortable with it and I could see myself living there too mm -hmm. yeah um, but the numbers at the end of the day is what wins I looked at many apartments and if the numbers are not right then yeah. you know for me it's not a good rental uh, investment so it took a while to find the right one but I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite good and now um, there are two different scenarios one is the long-term rental yeah. property mm -hmm. and the other one is a short-term rental property so if you are thinking and i am for example not 100 sure if i want to do short-term or long-term mm -hmm. rental i still have to decide on that uh, but let's say you are thinking about a long-term rental um, investment then obviously you do your market research you talk to agencies you look at the portals you look at um, airbnb and booking and see what they they would rent for obviously it all depends on the finish so you need to still uh, think if you need or want to um, renovate the apartment? Yeah, I think on the long-term rental property, so just to maybe um, go back a little bit, um, so if you're looking for a property as an investment property and you're considering it for the long-term rental property, so let's say that you're not based over here, you say that you don't want the hassle of a short-term rental and you're interested in the long-term rental, mm -hmm. then obviously you need to figure out what this property could potentially rent for. Of course. And in addition to the um, you know, tools that you mentioned now, I think one of the best things is to talk to different agents. 
mm -hmm. uh, that focus on the rental market to kind of get a sense of what the property could rent for. Um, it's difficult because there is not really portals over here that focus on the long-term rental. It's uh, much more easier with the short-term rentals because you can open up, like you said, Airbnb or, or Booking.com. There is even some online tools um, that I used on my first calculation. Um, for example, there is a platform called AirDNA mm -hmm. uh, that you can, I think, pay a subscription fee of about uh, 20 euros and it gives you the insights of different properties in your area telling what's the occupancy rate, uh, what's the oh, revenues that they make yeah. and, and so forth. However, what I found out in the hindsight of using that platform um, I felt that the properties were charging pretty low and that comes down to exactly the condition of your property yeah. because I knew I'm going to be renovating. So when I looked based on, let's say, what uh, what the other properties were charging, I should have probably had my nightly fee in the first year, let's say, around on, on uh, 140, 150 euros. Um, I decided to put it 250 euros because I was like, there is no way I'm going to put 150 because, yeah. you know, it just doesn't make sense, the numbers. And, you know, surprise, surprise, it rented out with no issues. Uh, the property today is on 350 a night on the on Yeah, the that's a short-term rental. But it's I, on a short-term rental. I think rental, in general, correct. with long-term rental, there is much more demand than there is supply. Exactly. Um, and we have been talking about the statistics and prices on an average base in one of the last episodes. So basically 14 euros per square meter in the Michas area and 16 euros per square meter in the Mabea yeah. area. I think it's really difficult to go with these numbers, but, you know, which means a 90, 90 square meter apartment would rent for around 1,250 euros, which kind of sounds you know, yeah, realistic fair enough, depending. Now, if it's renovated and modern, you can yeah. definitely get more. Yeah, and exactly. I think on the long-term rental property, one of the advice that I have also is when you do the calculations is to, instead of um, multiplying the, the monthly rent, let's say if it's 1,500 by 12 months, um, you know, be conservative and multiply by 11 months. Yeah, so you give yourself changes. exactly this uh, one month of uh, vacancy yeah. in the ROI calculation uh, in case your tenant changes and, uh, you know, you, you, you need to take time to, to get the new tenant in. Yeah. Um, so regarding the short-term rental properties, the calculation becomes a little bit uh, more, complicated. more complicated. Exactly, exactly. because lot more variables to, to yeah. take in consideration. Um, we talked about the market research to determine the price point for how much this uh, property could rent for. Um, if you're looking for different properties, uh, definitely ask your agent also for advice. The agents uh, should be able to give you approximate calculations and insight. Yeah. Um, if the property you're seeing is already on the short-term rental market, That's I good. think it doesn't also hurt to ask the owner to give you access or insights on what they're making and yeah. back it up with the data. And, um, yeah, and, and also, um, I think the average time you rent a short-term rental is 35 weeks. So I think it's a good number to kind of do your calculations on. And we've been talking about that before. Short-term rentals always depend on the effort. Yeah. Put in. Um, I personally, the way that I've been doing it for my properties is that um, I divide the year by uh, July, August being the peak season. Yeah. Then May, June, September, October, December being the mid season. Yeah. And then November, January, February, March being low season for me. So I use 90 to 100 percent occupancy for the peak season calculations. Yeah. I use about 55 to 75 percent for the mid season calculations and 
because I've kept all my properties mostly on the short-term rental market, uh, also in this uh, low season, I've kept about uh, 25 to 40% percent um, occupancy on the low season calculations. Yeah, which makes sense in the location your properties are. Exactly. And that is a big difference to mine. I decided to have the low season on a long-term base to mm -hmm. golfers um, and it works yeah. fantastically well for me. But I think your apartments being so close to the beach, it makes sense to keep it open for the winter weekly rentals too. However, I am considering also doing um, monthly uh, monthly rent or putting it for like four or five months uh, rental yeah. for the next winter yeah. because simply because I feel that the last few winters have been so busy compared to this winter it's a little bit more calmer. Oh yeah. Um, I also think it's uh, obviously you know keeping it on a short term rental it's uh, it is a lot of work so it would be kind of uh, nice to, to take a break from that so 100%. I'm not opposed to that. Um, I just need to kind of wrap my head around it and prepare for that because I don't think I should leave this decision until uh, very last minute because otherwise you end up with like few bookings in the winter yeah. calendar that kind of block it and you don't have an option to um, to change your mind when it comes to that so yeah but all this uh, adds up and that all needs to well it all influences your calculation of the return of investment obviously the best calculation you can do after one year of rental which I was really excited to do for my yeah. first apartment and the first year to see what comes out of it and now what um, how do you calculate the total investment costs you know that is maybe also before we we move to that point I think what you just said is uh, is a very good point is that um, when you buy the property in the first year it's almost like um It's almost like, you know, a practice run mm -hmm. because uh, I definitely notice uh, I've had the, one of the properties now on the short term rent for three years, a little over three years. And I see from uh, each year, not only, of course, there has been also inflation, but after the first year, I could increase the prices and the income by 10 percent. Yeah, because only of the reviews uh, in the beginning. There is uh, several factors, because when I started off, obviously, you need to get the reviews, you need to get the clients, you need to get the repeat guests. But mm -hmm. I was also flexible and I allowed the uh, three night stays. Because mm -hmm. I want to capture as many yeah. audience as I want, right? Uh, now I've moved to uh, this being to five nights, a minimum, basically a week uh, stay. But during the three night stays, what happened is that you had a lot more of these little gaps in the, yeah. in the um, uh, calendar as well. And I know that uh, if you're a professional and you're really um, into that, you open up these gaps with a higher price. So you even yeah. take bookings for one night and two nights. I didn't do that because uh, I'm managing the properties myself. And yeah. I simply, it's just, for me, it's a little bit more headache Than, uh, than worth it. So I'm not optimizing as much as I should. Um, I'm also not accepting, uh, you know, more guests or extra guests than charging for extra yeah, guests. Yeah. But again, if you're a professional, if you have it with an agency, they would do it um, for you. But it's definitely a fact that on the second year, my property made 10% more. And on the third year, I think it was mostly because of the inflation and, and uh, yeah. being settled in, it made again more. But uh, I think you can always count on making more on the second year than you did on the yeah, first year. Yeah, of course, because the first year's learning is like a trial and I've yeah. been managing the property myself and only to learn to deal with booking and the hidden oh, yeah. kind of problems. And then you get booking suddenly and, and you get so little money and you think, why the hell is that? Um, because you've got this booking rewards and uh, what's it called? The, the um, My genius program. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, God, I, you really need to understand yeah. how booking works. So I, unfortunately, the first year I got a few bookings where <laughs> basically was kind of super cheap. But anyway, it still gives reviews, which was very important for me in the first year. So 
yeah, I needed to learn a lot. Um, and I hope uh, and I'm sure the second year is going to is going to be better. And as you say, it will just get better with the with the years, because what we also aim for is people who come back. Yeah. yeah, like the winter Repeat rental this, I have yeah. this year, they just booked again for next year. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and the, and that's what you want. But we always say the more effort you put into the rentals, whether you do it with a company who puts more effort in than maybe mm -hmm. another company or you do it yourself is important for the outcome of your income yeah, with this property. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> calculating the total cost of investment. So what you should take in consideration, because I think that greatly depends on on the um, country. And in Spain, it's uh, it's maybe a little bit different than elsewhere. Um, so this includes the total purchase price of the property, which we're going to come to in a minute. Yeah. Uh, what is it consisting of? Uh, plus any additional expenses incurred uh, to make the property rentable. Um, so these expenses can include uh, closing costs, um, renovation costs and then any other expenses to prepare the property for the tenants. Yeah. Um, so to sum up, purchase price of the property. So let's uh -huh. say you buy a property for 200,000. Yeah, make it easy with an easy sum, 200,000. Yeah, so plus. any tax you have to pay when purchasing, uh, including notary fees, registry fees. Um, there is a pretty good calculator online that can give you an idea of the breakdown of uh, costs associated on the BBVA uh, website. That also yeah. BBVA is a, is a local bank. Um, the website is also available. It's like a home mortgage calculator, basically. Yeah. Um, and um, it's also available in English. Um, as we briefly touched before, so if you're buying as a, as a private person, um, you should consider roughly 10% 10%. of the purchase cost. Exactly. So uh, if the price that the, of the property is 200000 uh, then uh, the total cost purchase cost of the property is roughly 220,000. Yeah, now obviously taken into account if you buy with the mortgage, then you have to consider some other costs like um, opening, fees, opening fees yeah. or um, valuation fees and things like that. Yeah, you know? so um, regarding the evaluation fees, it's typically, uh, I think for a two to three bedroom apartment, it's typically around 200 to 450 yeah. euros, I would say. Yeah. No? Yeah. Um, the lawyer fees, I think Maria touched on it, uh, it's 1%. a pretty standard that uh, it's 1%, yeah. but that's uh, what Already we're included in the 10%. In the 10 10% exactly. We're just uh, kind of giving an insight what the 10% is made out of. 7% yeah. um, the property transfer fee tax. Um, so I think that's also an important part now is to decide if you will be renting the property out long term or short term. Mm -hmm. In Spain, in general, the property is given out for a long term rent. It doesn't have much inside. It literally has the furniture and that's it. Sometimes some forks and knives and Well, I think for both scenarios... Either, either uh, long term or short term, you can rent out any property and it doesn't matter which condition. Now, you will make more money with it. Uh, you will get better gas if you renovate it. Yeah, but for, for the short scenarios. term... In the end, all these nitty-gritty things that you need to provide, from the hair dryer to oh, the yeah, utensils, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. it's just in the end, it's a huge cost. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, because obviously, if you decide to do long-term rental, yeah. you can just keep the property empty without any furniture. Yeah. Most of the properties you can rent out long-term here are furnished, and which is not always in the favor of the people, because... There are a lot of people moving here from other countries. They have their own furniture or they, you know, it's it, it makes it more complicated for them to find something. So sometimes an unfurnished property is good. I think for us, um, we would probably go for the short-term investments more than mm -hmm. the long-term investments. 
because we don't talk about having 20 properties or 100 properties or 50 yeah. properties, something like that, where it doesn't matter and you just buy something, keep it empty and you rent it on a long-term base. We want to make the most out of it. We have a small portfolio. We manage it ourselves. So we try to get the most out of it. And this is probably with a short-term rental. It's interesting what you said as well, because... Um about the renting the property furnished or unfurnished for a long term, because I guess also when you rent out the property unfurnished, the type of clientele that you would get over there that comes with their own furniture, you can be pretty secure that they're going to stay there for the long exactly. term. Exactly. You know? um, I have a friend who owns a property in La Marina, uh, bought the property over there. I had the tenants that actually relocated from Dubai to Marbella, and I think they stayed there for about three and a half years in total, uh, yeah, nearly great. four years. Amazing. Also, they made so many repairs to the property uh, to make yeah, it dream tenable. Exactly, yeah, dream tenants. Well, They're like, oh, find them. can we install the glass curtains? Yeah. Can we renovate the kitchen? And she's like, sure, go ahead. Yeah, but I was thinking about that. In the apartment mm. I buy now, there are crappy old shitty furniture. And that's the first thing I kick out. But yeah. And then maybe... Just leave the place empty and rent it. And try to see if there is interest for that. Kind oh, of I'm sure. Yeah. I know. I know for a fact yeah. there's interest and I can rent it immediately. But it's kind of also a little bit boring because <laughs> then it's rented and it's just, you know, it pays itself. It's fantastic. It's great. But we like the project. We like to give our touch touch to it and and yeah but you can do that and then wait until these tenants decide to move elsewhere and then gather some cash and uh, that is one thing i'm still considering yeah but let's see let's see how that goes yeah so there are all these different options but then the next step step three in the calculation of your roi is to calc your annual operating expenses and maybe before we go to that part uh, and crunching the numbers we're going to take a little break this space could be your brand. Join our growing community and connect with our followers by becoming an official partner of the Mabea Property Podcast. Get in touch via our website to learn more about our partnership opportunities. Welcome back after the break. Today we're talking about the ROI, the return of investment. I love how you say ROI. ROI. <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting topic. It's a very important topic. It's just not so easy for us. And we it took us a while to prepare this episode because, you know, we don't want to give any false information. It's a lot based on our experience. And, uh, and it's so important to do the calculation right about that. So... Um, yeah, yeah, but I think also because there is no right and well, there is obviously right and the wrong way, but there is just different formats and ways. And I think one of the things that uh, we discussed also that we're going to be doing is to illustrate all this text that you're listening. Yeah. Uh, when we release the episode on the Facebook uh, group with a post, uh, we are going to put in the comments and examples and share our Excels with you. Yeah. I mean, I have an Excel. I don't know if Camilla has well, a Word document. You know, I'm still a big fan of handwriting, <laughs> but I try to make <laughs> it as professional as possible. And, and, you know, just share our templates with you uh, on, on a few of the different ways that uh, we have done our calculations whether it's when choosing a property or whether it show you how we uh, review on the hindsight how the yeah. year has done for the property yeah so now the step three um of calculating the uh roy sometimes it comes out good sometimes not anyway and now it's the annual operating expensive and they are different these are the cost associated with maintenance 
tenants and managing, managing the, property. the property. So um, they can obviously include property taxes, insurance, maintenance costs such as cleaning, property management fee and other expenses, you know, it, it, and that depends a lot whether you decide to go short term or rental. Yeah, I know as a standard, um, if you have the property finance with a mortgage, the mortgage payments are not considered usually here. I think the interest rate might be yeah. um, as they are part of the investment costs and not operating expenses. However, in my personal Excel, when I look at uh, how my property has done uh, throughout the year, I do consider uh, that cost as a separate line over there yeah. as well, just I to do. show me purely what it brings on my pocket. But yeah. it's not giving the most accurate um, view. Well, of obviously, the you don't put the mortgage payment, the monthly mortgage payment into your. I do on the on the operating on the annual uh, review. I yeah, do. on that too. Yeah, but yeah. In to calculate the. Yeah, return, correct. Yeah, not. no, no. Yeah? But yeah. obviously, for me, at the end of the day, under the bottom line, it doesn't matter what percentage yeah. I achieve yeah. per year is how much. So, for example, I pay 600 years mortgage mm. rate. Um, so I need to get that covered. Yeah. I need to cover my community fees and all other expensive. Yeah. And then after that, what is net left for me? Yeah, because my boss always used to uh, say in in um, in in my job that uh, you know I don't take percentages home. I take. Uh, cash home you know yeah, so in the true. end of the day it, it matters yeah. the cash flow i think we're both driven by the cash flow but let's talk then because if somebody wants to do their own calculation operating expenses so they are very different on the long-term rent and on the short-term rent yeah. so let's start with the long-term rent what kind of operating expenses you would have to consider in your calculation uh, on the long-term property rent yeah so typically when renting on a long-term base the tenant would take care of additional monthly costs like the utility bills for example electricity, water, internet, yeah. okay? These three costs you don't pay when you rent out long term, but you have to pay them when you do short term. But let's concentrate first on the long term. So this is covered by the tenant. You would have to take in consideration um, and deduct from the amount, which what you pay as, as an owner is the uh, rubbish tax. Correct. Okay, so if we talk about Michas, I think it's 100... 30 euros a year. Uh, 72 euros in East Marbella times two, so yeah, 140. Yeah. yeah, so something like that. And then it's the EB for an apartment, 500 to 800 euros per year. So the EB So is this is the annual property tax that you pay on the cadastral reference. Uh, correct. Cadastral value land. And then it's the community fees and they can vary a lot. Okay, so let's say if we talk about average of 150 euros community fees, you as a landlord or an owner have to pay this cost. And then there are other costs, for example, your insurance. Okay, usually insurance is not so expensive. And uh, if you do a long term base, then you should um, obligate your obligate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it, do I say it correctly yeah. in English? Your tenant to have their own content insurance. Really? Yes. Well, it depends for their it, contents. Yeah. Now it depends if yeah. you rent out furniture. Because or if the property is mortgaged, then I think one of the conditions of the mortgage is to have a home insurance on it. Yeah, but that covers name. the building itself and it covers you for I let's you mean say, the valuables inside but if there is yeah. a fire or something like this I mean you still want to be insured on that of case, course yeah. but that is usually also yeah. for communities insured yeah. through the community and in general on the long-term rent yes there is some depending on what condition your property is but um, there might be some uh, maintenance and repairs that uh, you as an owner might have to take care of but in general on a long-term rent Pretty much everything falls on the tenant, like if it's... Yeah, correct. Uh, usually uh, being um, a landlord, you have to cover less costs, Yeah, much, well, like quite a lot less costs yeah. than doing the short-term rental. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so explain us the the the, the costs um, you have as an owner when you do short-term rentals. So on the short-term rental, uh, the electricity, water, internet, uh, EV, basura, community fees, everything that you just mentioned above is your as an owner's uh, cost. So that's what you need to calculate on your on your Excel. Um, the other part is the commissions. So if you're renting through the platforms or an agency, booking Airbnb, um, this is what you would have to take in consideration mm -hmm. also to deduct. So obviously the more direct bookings, the better yet. Is it uh, is it safe? So I guess encouraging repeat guests um, is always uh, good. Yeah, um, cleaning fees. Uh, unless it's charged to the client. So what I mean by that, actually, in the first two years when I did my um, when I did my short term rent, um, I never uh, added the cleaning fee uh, yeah. to the booking and the Airbnb. I'm doing it now, though. In the last year, yeah, but I you changed. can't do it on booking. You can you do can, it on it. Yeah, you can. can add you? It. Yeah, you can. Uh huh. Yeah. So I've added on both cases, I've added, I think, around uh, 60 or 70 euro because it's yeah. a small apartment, two bedroom apartment cleaning fee to the client. Because also I went from three nights to having a one week uh, minimum stay. Mm -hmm. And on a one week minimum stay, it doesn't really bother people. I think if you really have a, a small apartment, cheap apartment, and you do a few nights, then this cleaning fee, you know, when they get to then, because when they look at the map and yeah, they yeah, say, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm comparing 100%. this apartment to that apartment. Yeah, but then when they go to the difference. end and they see that there is another nightly rate basically worth uh, or the value of the cleaning fee, yeah. uh, it, they might be put off. But uh, that's what I'm doing now. Um, you also have the laundry cost. Mm -hmm. mm, depending, you can make an arrangement with your cleaner to do the laundry. But in general, um, if I'm changing around the same day, because my standard checkout time is at 11 and my no new check-in time is four. Mm -hmm. The five hours doesn't leave enough time to, to also have her do the laundry. And then, you know, the minor costs like the cleaning materials mm -hmm. and also the hosting materials because me, I really go out on putting there, you know, coffee, water. Um, yeah, I, also I always have a welcome package. Uh, shampoo and shower yeah. gel and, and all of that. And yeah, but also, also a bottle of, a nice bottle of wine and some... Exactly, and it's so important. But then only... You need you need a hairdryer, you need a coffee machine, you need a kettle, you need a fully equipped apartment. So yeah, but that's part of the purchase cost. That's not your really your operating cost because you're not yeah, changing okay, them on yeah, a, on a But you need to invest that first before you yeah. start making Yeah, well, money. repairs and maintenance, you know, if yeah. your toaster breaks down, then obviously I usually put the percentage, I think, uh, or I have on the properties, the two-bedroom property, I have an annually, I think around 300 to 400 euro repair and maintenance, yeah. which I do the repainting and fixing. I have the property insurance cost and then a management fee um, if you're using an agency to do it for you um, you would also pay a management fee um, but we had an episode about that yeah. so please listen to the episode with Jana Parker from uh, Sun Coaster that gave us more insights of uh, what the property management services are and what the fees associated are yeah so, so I think that's pretty much uh, covers of uh, what it is the operating expenses yeah so now when you have completed the step one, two and three and you have all these different calculations, we move on to the step four. Yeah, which is the net operating income. Also known as NOI. Is it? Okay, NOI. I never heard that. But NOI. It sounds nice. Uh, before tax. So subtract, sub, subtract the annual operating expenses from the annual rental income. For example, if your annual rental income is 15,000 and your annual operating expenses are 2,000, the NOI, 
net operating income would be 15,000 minus 2,000, which is 13,000 euros. Correct. So that's your net income. Yeah. And I think it's uh, maybe explaining to the listeners also um, why um, we talk about before tax, uh, because in Spain it greatly depends um, if you're buying as a private person, if you're buying as a company, if you're buying as a foreigner, the tax can uh, greatly depend. Yeah, and uh, if you do short-term or long-term rental. Then uh, really. Exactly, because me as a private person that I own the properties, for example, my tax depends how much I make total in a year. So also through my employment, through my other uh, income, um, so I'm taxed based on that. So for me, the reason why I do these calculations before tax is because that gives me the most accurate way to compare the properties, especially if I'm on the moment where I'm considering uh, buying something. Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then step number five is calculating your ROI, so, which means dividing the, not, uh, the net operating income by the total investment cost and multiply by 100 to get a percentage. Now, what does this percentage mean? Okay, so if we make it very easy and we say um, based on your apartment, which costs you 200,000 euros and the purchase costs on top, blah, 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 blah. And you create um, a return of investment of 10%, which would be considered as high, means that within 10 years you pay your property off. Okay, just in a nutshell. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Can you... Can you, Can you verify? Yeah. <laughs> I lost you in there when you said it was easy. I got I got stuck over there in the beginning of the sentence, you know. Um, so, and that is the, where, where the complicated part of this episode uh, starts. Um, so uh, you, I did some research, mm-hmm. okay, and I did some statistics because... Now, okay, we did all our calculations and we come up with a number, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about myself, my fir- my first apartment did um, ROI of 9% in the first year, which I consider as fantastic. So what is a good return of investment? And if you especially compare it, if you invest your money in stocks and shares or you just leave it on your bank account. Okay? Wait, wait, wait. So on the short-term rental, yeah, net or before tax you made the 9.2? Net. Net 9.2. Okay. Nine. Nine. 9.2. Nine. Just nine. (laughs) I think I made 14. What? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. But as I said, it's the first year and I find nine actually really good. Yeah. Because what what is the good... Roy, okay. So when you invest in property, you can usually expect a much higher return than obviously saving money in the bank, okay. And yeah, in Malaga, there's a prox, and this is what uh, Dr. Google, uh, well, actually statistics on Google tell me, there's approximately uh, an average of five point eight roy on real estate. Uh, does it differ if it's short term or long term? Yes. It doesn't differ. That okay. is obviously an average. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, luxury, the, the, the luxury villas, apartments in Marbella retain their investment potential and providing you with reliable co- capital growth, mm-hmm, which yeah. also is a different thing and you need to take yeah. that into account. Um, but when you purchase a property to rent out, you can expect a gross yield of at least 7%. And I think that's fantastic. I mean, 14% is just absolutely amazing i think 14 percent wow but i'll tell you what the key is over here please okay so cheeky insight that's the property that was originally built as a one bedroom ah it's turned Ah. into a two bedroom so hardiness the the you know the the rental income that i'm charging um everything is comparing to the two bedrooms but all my maintenance costs are actually for one bedroom yeah okay 
Of course. So the community fees, everything are a lot lower uh, cost than it would be on a two bedroom apartment. And I think that's also what's uh, and no, also the, that, the purchase cost, obviously, that I, that I got the property with because uh, I when I purchased, I got it again with a with a very good price. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just again, it comes down to, you know, you make the money when you buy. You know that I'm uh, crazy for this kind of uh, deals and trying to find this, yeah. uh, you know, desperate, desperate sellers and so forth. So I think, you know, there is a combination of two things. One thing is the purchase price that I managed to get good. But the other thing is it's uh, because it's comparable with the two bedroom, uh, two bathroom uh, property, which it is, but actually was Mm, converted yeah, from but one especially bedroom. with this apartment, the the growth in 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 your investment in your capital is quite is probably the best with this apartment, no? Because yeah. first of all, you turned it into two beds. Yeah, for, a, all the for a rental property, yes, hundred yeah. percent. That's the best one. Yeah. But also, what this article says, like according to the Ministry of Development, short-term property rentals can increase as much as eleven percent. Yeah. Yeah. And that is unbelievable if you compare it with stocks and shares or leaving the money in the bank or any other investment brings me to the conclusion the best investment you can do is property and the earlier you start the better it is i mean um you know where where, where can you get this this sort of uh, return correct yeah i guess one of the things that we didn't um uh, cover is how to calculate the return on investment if you're considering flipping the property. But I think that's a whole uh, yeah, other uh, topic and I look forward to um, our, one of our guests who's, uh, who's um, more expert in let's say flipping the properties and I can definitely share more insights from my side as well. But it's a it's a the way of calculating it's a lot more complicated i think mm -hmm. to to explain also in a, in one go but in the future you know i'm more than happy to share insights to to somebody who's interested to to learn more um in general i think you know the rule is that the smaller the property the the higher the roi mm -hmm. um yeah and the cheaper the property yeah and also that the short term rental you know typically has yielded higher profits but also it's a lot more active approach like we said yeah That's um very true and The lower the upkeep cost of the apartment, uh, you know, not eating away your profits, that's also important. So exactly what I just brought you an example that uh, um, why a two bedroom, a real two bedroom, two bathroom property in the same urbanization probably wouldn't be yielding what yeah, I'm eating. Exactly, you know, the because, the yeah, community because the community fees, fees are probably two to three times higher. Exactly. So yeah. uh, don't be taken off guard by high maintenance costs. Yeah. Um, you know, be aware. And this can really play a role on, you know, in the end, how much you, you put on your pockets. So. Yeah, no, very true and all very interesting, I think. And I think it's very important because this ROI for me is, you know, the first thing I calculate. And it's also something I explain to my clients. And mm -hmm. a lot of agents don't do that. Uh, I don't know why, but it, especially for Germans, because the return of investment, the yield, the ROI is something mm -hmm. uh, they, they play with. You back it up with uh, actually providing them actual data or, you know, sending them example calculations or. That depends on the past. Mm -hmm of the property mm -hmm. for example if i offer a property which has or been... do you give an estimation to your client like yeah, a real calculations on an annual always. basis yeah? obviously mm -hmm. it depends what the client wants to do yeah. if they want to buy a property personal for their personal use yeah. and it's not necessary it doesn't really matter yeah but if they are looking for a mixed calculation of rental and and use or only a, a rental investment then it's a must you know you yeah. obviously you must show them the potential them. of what it uh, could uh, but you you rather do it conservative mm -hmm. than too optimistic yeah. yeah and but sometimes it's funny on viewers you know like a yeah. client asks 
how much could this rent for uh, uh, per week in July? Mm -hmm. yeah? And, yeah. <laughs> and you hear numbers where you think, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, be realistic. And, I think uh, you've seen on the apartments that uh, I've sold and uh, and uh, you've been the agent representing me that uh, I always do a few different scenarios uh, for the ROI calculations. So I show them the optimal and, uh, you know, a little you make bit it more very easy for us optimistic. Yeah. Because obviously being I just want to sell it. You know, yeah, when yeah, I want to no, sell no, something. But it's so else. important. I mean, obviously yeah. you're an excellent freak, but yeah. every property I list from you, which has been in, in the rental market before or has the potential to be a rental property I get exact sheets and numbers <laughs> and everything and that is so important um, for the buyer to see what they can make with this property yeah because I think the type of properties that I have are mostly for people who are looking to also make some money on, on renting it you know um, so it's important yeah. to be transparent and and you know also like you said to to be uh, not overly optimistic but just show two few different scenarios because in the end like you said it comes down to how much effort you're willing to put into the management of the property and how much exactly. you want to outsource and how much you want to do yourself. Yeah, exactly. So um, I hope that was an interesting uh, episode for you. I hope we kind of explained it well and in a in a right way and you, you got you got it. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So um, like I said, this is the way that, uh, you know, I'm doing it and you yeah. are doing it. Uh, yeah. We're going to share the examples on the on the Facebook group page. But yeah. any questions, shoot it in the episodes, post comments, and we'll respond to the best of our knowledge. And please share your experience with us. Have a look at our Facebook community and check out our website and contact us anytime if you have questions or ideas or you just want to share your experience with us. Yeah, and before we disconnect, I also wanted to say big, big, big thank you to all the listeners. Um, we yeah. are amazed by the number of uh, downloads and listenings that are doubling basically with each episode. Yeah. Um, we've also received overwhelmingly positive uh, feedback and response. And, you know, thank you for all the people who have uh, shared messages or, or uh, good wishes and, you know, come up to us uh, uh, at our work or on the street to, to share the feedback. And it's really heartwarming because you know it is a project that was born out of a mission um, mm -hmm. you know it's it's not the job it's not the money project but it's just surely to to share the insights and you know to connect with uh, different people that are interested in the topic and and you know grow and learn together so and uh, on that note also you know we uh, we hope that uh, people will open up on the Facebook group a little yeah. bit more and, and you know don't be afraid to to speak up it's a it's a safe community and, and we look forward to exchanging more we need your input Thank yeah. you very much for listening and we will see you soon. Next week. Bye-bye.